0: 24 hours a day, on the way. 101.1 Current events.
1: Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and
0: tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. All Iran is trying to land a deal with Turkey and Russia over Syria. Our currently installed president plans on chipping away at Israeli land. And a New York hospital has implanted an interface chip into a U.S. patient. So we'll explore all the chips and dips as we look at the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, July 22nd. 2022 and coming your way later today is podcast episode 225 when you subscribe through apple iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher or google or if you want to see how the sausage is made you can watch this program by downloading the way media app or hit us up at the waymedia.net uh, where you can also read the articles that we discuss or ask pastor mark a prophecy question. And now here to fill the cavities of this world uh, with the Word of God is Pastor Mark, yes. who can sometimes be too literal. Why once his wife asked him to put ketchup on the shopping list for her, then she couldn't read anything.
1: Yeah, that's not as bad as what I'm... When I, that, yes, I mustered the I truth. A... you know how much mustard that took? <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs>
0: It that got a big laugh from Abby when I when I previewed it for her. No, she, yeah, that's she's good. my she's my joke barometer.
1: Yes, but that's good. That's yes. good. But you know, and, and again, even the thing Greg about the chips, you know, chip, look, I know this when the chips
0: are down, you eat them. And yes, you do. There's I mean that's But what happens when the chips are in? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that today. Anyway, uh, folks, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us uh, on this episode. And again, we encourage you to head to our website, thewaymedia.net, for all things related to our program. And you can share this program with others that need to hear what we are going to be talking about today. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's go to Israel. Yes. And uh, actually, the church will be going to Israel, the Lord willing. Uh, when uh, and when yes. next
1: may, may may 8th through may 19th and uh 2023 if you must, anybody wants to join us contact inspired travel that's inspired travel in california ask for the calvary chapel knoxville yeah. trip and sign up and go with us
0: just keep adding buses there you go there, you, there go. you go uh israel 365 news is reporting that biden affirms plan to chip away at land of israel on the 67 lines the 1967 lines With land swaps, maybe you can hit a reset button on the 1967 lines for our listeners that might not be familiar with that and why this is so important.
1: Yeah, it really is very important because, again, when Israel came back in the land, you have to remember, they they only had a very tiny amount of land um and so as the wars went on they've had multiple wars they've gained more land but back in 67 before the lines were drawn or before they had the new land they have now the amount of land at one point the for, well the 67 lines at one point it was eight miles across the nation of israel in one area and you think about jets and tanks and arm, i mean how fast is it you know can you go across eight miles the point is they had no ability greg to protect themselves they just couldn't do it uh and so the Anybody that wants to go back to the 67 lines, the Jews will tell you that's a death sentence. You can't do it. But they're trying to push Israel back to that because they don't care about Israel, and it's ridiculous. Now we see, again, our nation, um, our current leadership going against Israel. And as we've noticed in the past, any nation that goes against Israel, that is a God says, I'll curse you. Now, uh, during that time, it doesn't mean we can't pull out of it with a new leader. But right now, if we try to do this and we push it, We'll come under the curse of God. And, um, and it, let me just read some of this. This is during the last of his nearly three-day trip to Israel before flying to Saudi Arabia. U.S. President Joe Biden met with leaders from Palest- the Palestinian Authority on Friday to reaffirm America's commitment to a two-state solution and the well-being of the Palestinians. In Bethlehem, Biden met with Palestinian Authority leader, Mumad Abbas, uh, where the president underscored his commitment to a two-state solution. Here it is on the 1967 lines with land swaps mutually agreed uh, upon by the Israelis and Palestinians. So, so he's saying, look, two states, yeah, that's one thing, which is even wrong, uh, which I'll share in a moment. But we're going to do we'd like to see two states. Even back to the 1967 lines where Israel basically had no way to defend themselves, um, um, you know, from their enemies around them and, uh, and, and did have them swap land. That is basically give up land for this land. You know, it's interesting. Um, God said if you divide his land, um, you know, God doesn't put up with that. God is going to judge that. Uh, and God is going to deal with that. And the Bible talks about that. Those that try to divide up the land of Israel and God, you know, God says, you're going against me. And when I come back, I'll judge those who divide my land. So our president is, in essence, saying, let's get God to judge us, uh, and we'll go along with this system to get God to judge us. Now, I I very seriously doubt the president knows what the Bible says on that. So I don't think it's he's looking at the Bible going, well, God said this, I'm going to defy it. I'm not suggesting that. I'm simply saying his ignorance of the Bible, if he pushes this through, which I don't think he will, but his ignorance of the Bible, if he pushes it through, it would cause all of us to suffer. And the Antichrist will, and God will judge the Antichrist when he comes back.
0: Yeah, I, I would encourage, and unfortunately, we did not think about this before the program. Otherwise, I would have uh, gotten this image uh, to Abby, who's running our video to put up the uh, the map of the 1967 lines. But essentially, if you just go and Google that, just, just Google 1967 Israeli lines, yeah. images are going to pop up. And essentially, when it's going to show you the land of Israel, which we've quite kind of, kind of equated to be about the size of the state of New Jersey. But then when you look at the 67 lines that exist within the now borders of Israel, you're talking about two thirds of Current Israel removed yeah. or out of their oh, control, yeah. oh, and they're yeah. only left with a third. It's and, ridiculous. And we're talking about, I think we said only six or seven miles. Up, uh, the distance from border to border. I, I think it's in,
1: in one area. In, in one, one area. area. It's no more than like maybe seven or eight across, somewhere like that. In, yeah. in one particular. Greg, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you could carpet it. I mean, yeah. it's, it, and they it's want to make that. yes. And, and the president's going, look, you've got enemies all around you that want to destroy you. And he's saying, you know what we need to do is scoot you in a little bit more and let them sit closer around you. This is nuts. And um, um, again, let me read this scripture to you out of Joel three two that applies to this. Um, he says, I will also gather the nations, God speaking, and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, that is there in Jerusalem, and I'll enter into judgment with them there. Here's why. On account of my people, my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they also divided up my land. Okay? So when judgment day comes, the sheep and the goats is what he's talking about. He's going to bring all the nations in, and they're going to divide it. It will happen. They're going to divide the land up at some point. For sure, the Antichrist. Will it be before that? We don't know. And God says, now, I'm gonna, all right, everybody in. Come here. Gather in. He's going to get all the nations right there in Jehoshaphat. Again, the Bible says the whole topography will change. It'll be a much larger area. He'll separate the sheep from the goats. And he's going to say to them, you guys divided up my land, President Biden and you others. If he does that, you divided up my land. And notice he says, it's my land. You can't make that decision, President Biden. You can't make that decision, move him You can't make that decision. God makes that decision. I gave it to Israel. You're messing with me, and now you're going to give account to me. It's going to be a scary day. Now, again, the president may not even know what he's doing. He may give his life to Christ before then. Um, So I'm not judging the president. Don't get me wrong. I'm not in any way trying to disparage that. I'm simply saying, in the current stance, and the current statement, that's what God would say to a person like that that says, we're going to divide the land. God says, oh, no, it's my land. And I chose to give it to the descendants of Abraham through the line of Isaac and Jacob and all that. That's the one, There's two lines, yeah. but that's the line I decided to give it, and I'm going to judge them at that time. So when I see these things, first of all, I realize it's a precursor to the Antichrist, and maybe even before the Antichrist comes, Greg, it'll happen, but it's also a warning. You don't mess with God's land.
0: Yeah. Well, it's for our new listeners, uh, it's worth mentioning uh, Bill Koenig. Um, he is a White House correspondent. Um, he has a website called watch.org. We uh, encourage you to check that out. Actually, our website um, actually has a tie-in uh, on our Signs of the Times page to his um, new service. Um, however, Bill wrote a book uh, back in the mid-2000s, I yeah. guess, yeah, uh, probably 2006, 7, eight, somewhere around there, called Eye to Eye. And Bill chronicles when leaders of nations – And even Israeli leaders are trying to give up Israeli land for peace. That's right. And what happened to them and the the, what happened to them happened within a 24 to 48 hour period. Yeah, it was unmistakable that it was the hand of the Lord that was involved. And and the book really illustrates through the news how important. God considers the land of Israel, and furthermore, why he's reserving prophetically, dividing up that land, what we believe will be the Antichrist, that's because right. every other world leader has tried. You you talk about brokering a, a true peace in that area that's always been a hotbed ever since the beginning of mankind, right. in, in that sense, for a leader to have that on his mantle? Yeah. Would be oh, yeah. huge. Oh yeah, the Antichrist will do that.
1: Yeah, he will. He will. And again, God warns against it. And you see this stuff happening. I mean, it's uh, it's something I tell you what I wouldn't mess with. And a lot of people don't realize it. God's word is true. And I've had some people, you know, I've heard of some people, Greg, that have said, "Well, that's that. You know, that's just coincidence that those things happen." But when you read all that happened, Mm-mm. it is it is so much more than coincidence. There's no way the things he's chronicled and talks about could have happened without some type of divine intervention. I mean, it's impossible.
0: And the and the detailed to which he he did it and specifically i think the one that stands out the biggest to me was when george bush yeah uh, got involved with uh yes it, basically the supporting was hurricane of katrina was yes that the one? it involved a hurricane katrina and the similarities of what happened between hurricane katrina and what happened in the lower part it of jerusalem amazing. yes in the in the gaza area
1: yeah this, yeah, down the southern area, southern area next to the ocean just like um uh, you know, down there at the louisiana right anyway it yeah
0: anyway if you if you are new to the program don't remember us talking about it i encourage you just go on amazon get eye to eye or go to watch.org yeah. bill probably has the book for sale there it's it's a great read especially if this type of thing about the land of israel is of interest to you yeah
1: the bottom so, line is god is a mark god no, is not mocked. he said you
0: touch my land you're touching me and so god will deal with you yeah he will you will indeed. Okay, Ezekiel 38 and 39, the pending war. Uh, this is from the Jerusalem Post. Uh, Iran wants Turkey and Russia's backing. For its Syria policy, yeah. <laughs> can't imagine what that is. It's not like uh, let us do whatever we want in Syria, yeah, including attacking Israel from Syria.
1: Yeah, and even more importantly, maybe not even what they're discussing here, but what we see happening. Uh, listen what it says, and we'll talk about it in a second. Iran hopes that by hosting Russia's uh, Vladimir Putin and Turkish um, uh, Erdogan, that it will receive backing from Russia and Turkey, and that Iran can also have a key broker to what's happening in Syria. The Iranian media reports on Monday night indicated the basic agenda of the meetings. A Turkey's leader arrived in Iran. Iran's foreign ministry has indicated that this important meeting will examine issues relating to Syria. Syria is therefore the first priority of Iran at the moment. Iran uses Syria as a place to entrench its forces and threaten Israel and U.S. forces. In a conversation on the eve of the meeting of Iran's President uh, Raisi, um which is... Again, the, the uh, president that nobody really recognizes right now, but a newer, newer guy, Putin and Erdogan. Iran's uh, Fars News says the meeting will seek to reduce any tensions in Syria. This is the seventh meeting of these three presidents. So, again, this is, there's a real alliance being built here, and that's the point, Greg, I want to make about this article. Um, again, remember, you've got Russia and Iran and Turkey right there on the northern border of Israel. Um, the Bible says in the Ezekiel 38 and 39 passage that when Russia moves against or when Iran moves against Israel, and they will at some point, they're going to pull Russia into it with the hooks in the jaw. And with them will also be Turkey and probably Sudan. It's an area down there in Ham, and that Ham it speaks of the Ham region there of, of Africa, and also Libya. These are the five main players, although others will be involved and others joining. And now you see three of the five main players of this invasion – Uh, building this alliance and i think the thing to realize is that historically russia and turkey haven't really been buddies i mean they're connected and they've kind of been like a love they kind of break up kiss and make up break up kiss and make up over the last few years i remember turkey even shot down a russian plane that crossed over in their airspace and that put tension between them again that was probably three years ago maybe longer but either way Again, the point of this article is you're watching a deeper and deeper alliance be built between the nations that'll be moving into Israel and against them, uh, in the Ezekiel 38 and 38, 39 battle happening right before our very eyes. So it's really more of a, hey, keep your, um, keep your spiritual glasses on. We're watching this thing formulate more. And that's what I think we see happen in this article.
0: Okay. Well, more to come on that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. dead air greg I know. dead air no we got we, it's not just dead air uh, but we got <laughs> we got technical difficulties okay, too all right all right where our video stream is died or something So, anyway uh, this is from yahoo.com uh, yellen says the us is aiming to move ahead with a global minimum corporate tax despite the setback
1: you know, I know they don't like it, but you know, yelling never solves anything. If you if you just scream at each other, <laughs> yes. you're not going to really get to anything. What well, it, it doesn't mean she was screaming. Uh,
0: no. Oh, her name is <laughs> yes. Yellen. Yes.
1: I'm so so. How I like that. I did though. that live on air. Yes, you did. All right. Anyway, so here we go. United States will look for every opportunity to move ahead and enact a global minimum corporate tax agreement. I'll explain this in a moment. This is crazy. Despite the opposition of even key Democratic Senator Joe Manchin uh, to raising corporate taxes. Uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said. Yellen told reporters on Saturday that finance officials from the group of the 20 major economies reached strong consensus about many issues, including the need to address worsening food crisis despite differences over Russia's war in Ukraine that prevented the leaders from issuing a joint statement. It would commit. Here's what this would do. This is basically, Greg, and I know you know this, but our listeners this is a global tax of all the worlds coming together, or as many nations as you can, 140 countries so far have signed up, where they take a tax from the people, from all of us, America included, just to give money to the world. It's a tax to give money to the world, further globalizing the world, and they make they cloak it in this kind of supposedly, this is a good thing, it's helping whatever, which really is just a further globalization. It says it would commit the United States, that is you, my listeners, my friends out there, you lovely people listening to us, to additional... 15% of taxes, minimum, corporate tax. And you say, well, corporate, that doesn't affect us. Oh, yes, it does. It goes from the products they're making and what the corporations are doing down to our pocketbook as we buy it. A key part of the agreement is, I said Yellen helped to negotiate with 140 other countries. We are very committed, and I quote, to moving ahead with this. In other words, who cares what our uh, the party says? We're moving ahead no matter what because Manchin's blocking him. Hopefully he will. And notice this, her statement. And I quote, this is a truly important global... Initiative. And again, isn't it always true? The global initiatives, that's what matters. She said on the second day of the two day G20 uh, meeting in Bali, I can tell you that we will continue to look for every possible opportunity that we have no that we have to move this forward. All right. So the reality is what they're saying is. What the UN, what these 140 countries, uh, I think probably even the World Economic Forum is going to be behind this as we get into the middle of it. What's happening is, is that they want to basically unify the world. And if we're going to unify the world, we need a world tax scale. So the whole world can be taxed and basically treating the world as a country. And so here we are watching this globalization take place. And that's really the main thrust of this particular article is that you're watching the globalization of the world take place as we're now Taxing the world as a whole, as a, as a, as a whole, the way you would a nation. Look, we talk about America broke away from uh, you know, Britain. One of the reasons, taxation without representation. You're giving us taxes that we're not seeing any benefit or purpose for. This is taxation without representation on a world scale. So, again, we can expect to see probably this kind of thing happen and happen more as we watch this um, uh, world globalization come into power. And by the way, Greg, I got to mention this because this goes in line with this. Okay. A lot of these monies that are being sent right now to Ukraine, um, officials in Washington are now saying these monies are not showing up in Ukraine. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Exactly, exactly, uh, Gomer. They're Uh showing up in, um, it looks like, some kind of world fund. Uh, Here's the bottom line. It, It looks like right now nations are using excuses to gather money for this future global government so that it'll be a centralized government with centralized money and all this kind of stuff. Greg, even the military stuff that we left in Afghanistan, many are saying, now, that was no accident. That wasn't a presidential—he didn't do it the best way, but it wasn't a mistake. It's a redistribution of power uh, by armament, and they're saying even a lot of the arms that we're sending now to Ukraine, they're now finding those the the Ukrainian, Ukrainian armament that we're sending, they're finding on the world market. The Ukrainians are selling it.
0: Wow. They're
1: selling these weapons. And so you're seeing a redistribution of military power by accident, end quote. You're seeing a redistribution of funds that America, the richest nation on the earth. And all of this is happening with the understanding that it's happening. In other words, it's not like this. You see, yes, I realize the current administration, there's a lot of things they've really messed up. And I think we could probably say that hasn't been handled very competently. I think we would all agree with that. But at the same time. There seems to be somebody behind the scenes pulling the levers, that man behind the curtain in the Land of Oz, that is redistributing what he wants for the Land of Oz, for something down the road. Again, I believe the further forming of this global world, global army, global everything, and just very, very interesting when you start looking behind the scenes at what's going on. It's scary, quite quite frankly. If you didn't know... What the Bible says. Jesus, yes, what the Bible says, and that Jesus is in control. We know this stuff has to happen. Yeah. And so, again, that's probably a good moment to comfort all of our listeners. Yes. The Lord's in control. He's on the throne. Nothing's going to happen that he says can't happen. And by the way, he's allowing this to happen as he is duping those in the world who think they're so smart. He's the one in control. He's duping them into this last day scenario so that he can remove his church and bring judgment on those that are rebellious to him.
0: So we will win and have one. Absolutely. Looking forward to that for sure. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into some growing anti Semitism. The street word for that is just plain old Jew hate. Yep. Uh, this is from the Times of Israel uh, video, and unfortunately, we don't have the video to show you, right. but you will be able to follow the links in our document section. When you go to TheWayMedia.net and look at this episode later, the video shows Palestinian students executing Jews yeah. in an East Jerusalem school play. Yeah. And, and let me just begin before
1: I say this. This is not new. They've done this kind of stuff in the past. And so...
0: Yeah, they've had their own version of Sesame Street, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They've done this the for thing. years. But yeah. the reason I left this in our stack, although it's not new, is what I'm calling a spirit of annihilation, which I've, I think I, I, we, we'll have this up on our website with all the uh, different articles but out of Daniel 9 and now what's going to happen in the last days that is there's always been Satan wanting to wipe out the Jews I've always seen them doing these things but now Greg the word executing Jews it jumped out to me more when you realize what the Antichrist will do he will execute the Jewish people and he will execute them in mass scale once he gets into power it's going to be a mass annihilation worse than anything Hitler ever did and so the article says a Palestinian high school has drawn outrage after video footage showing a school play. You know, it's a school to the play, honey. This would be great. That had students dressed up as gunmen, pointing weapons at other students dressed up as Jews, religious Jews, blindfolding them on their knees, and again, of course, uh, executing
0: them, if you wow. will. Wow. Now, again. This is for school. How, what, what, what's, what's the age? You know, I
1: I don't know the age. Uh, Well, it is a high school, so probably 9 to 12 if it's typical. But, I mean, the whole idea behind it, it's not just training, again, the Palestinian people or those in that region to hate the Jews, which they already do.
0: It's conditioning them that this is right. Yeah,
1: it's this spirit, Greg. And, and look, you're going to see more and more of this. I mean, the Jews are to blame for everything they say, and you're going to see more. So just be watching this. This is the spirit of Satan working again in the last days, and we've talked about it. The spirit you saw in Germany, that same spirit reviving and some and the exact same techniques and things are happening again, just like happened in Germany all over the world. Um, and this I'm not talking about accusing some person of being like Hitler, which seems to be a big turnoff for everybody these days. I'm saying the same spirit that was behind Hitler is obviously in the world today, working, I believe, in most, if not all, nations. This is just another graphic display of it. And so, um, you know, that's where we're headed, to the execution of the Jews.
0: If we can just share something really quick, what we were talking about before this show. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, That regarding um, when the Bible talks about that and i think this is will be the antichrist doing this forbidding to eat meat yes okay 1st timothy 1st timothy and and we're starting to see a push for that in terms of meat alternatives yeah. to coming on the market things like that the beginnings of that yeah uh but you have been watching some documentary series, yeah, uh, regarding the the beginnings of Hitler, right? Uh, not necessarily World War II itself, but how Hitler came to power and Hitler's beliefs and all that. Absolutely. And uh, what was very interesting is that you shared that Hitler was a strict vegetarian. He was. He was. It's interesting, Greg. We talk, Let's take a minute. We're, we're going to yeah. put
1: some more articles together. But you
0: opened up this can. Yeah, I know I did.
1: Uh, but it's okay. I'm That's glad okay. you did. I, I know I was kind of holding back cuz you we you know, talked about waiting for the articles. We'll yeah. get the articles in, but I do want to talk for a second about
0: this. Well, just about that one aspect uh, of this right, whole thing. All right. I, you, you, I want yeah. to jump in. No, 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 the no, 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 I right, No, no. You You've got to stay out of the deep end right. of the pool. <laughs> just we're in the Who's kiddie show pool. Who's show is we're this? We're in the kiddie pool. I'm animal on the drums,
1: Anyway, all right. So, um yeah, well, here's the bottom line. It is interesting to watch the same spirit at work. And, and we'll that talk was more my in point. detail yes. next week. And we'll cover this one subject next week. I'm yes. going to go into a little bit more detail. I had a call from a good friend in Santa Fe that I uh, want to bring some things up that she brought up as well. And we'll talk more about it. But with that said, it is interesting to look at the same spirit. And I and, I, and just out of curiosity, I didn't know this until today. But I saw what, it, what is happening in our day. It says it'll be forbidding to marry, eat meat, and it goes down the list. We'll stick with meat right now. But I looked up, okay, what, where was Hitler when it came to eating meat? Because that seems to be the big push now. They want to do away with all meat because meats and the cows passing gas and all these things are hurting the environment and, and all these blah, 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 whatever. Um, Hitler was a strict vegetarian. And he never passed a law to restrict eating of meat. But he did make comments that it was the higher race, that the Germans, that those who were vegetarians were at a higher plane. They were higher people, higher whatever. And he got into the whole genetic thing and the mirrors thing, which we'll all get into next week and look at a lot of what's happening with the World Economic Forum and all that. But, yeah, it is interesting. There's this huge push to do away with meat completely. Matter of fact... So much so, my wife loves steak. I'm taking her for a big steak tonight after we're done because she's afraid we're going to run out of meat before she has a big steak. I'm gonna tell you, I am. I'm truly. I truly made reservations for a great place, a great steak tonight because she she knows it won't happen overnight. But again, it is interesting to see the same spirit. I'm not. I don't know what that means, but I I just thought. Well, there's the spirit of what happened in Hitler's day. There's the spirit today. Let's see how much of it lines up, Greg. It is right down the line, and it goes back to the foundational deception of satan in the garden with adam and eve we talked about it last week he said you be you can be like god and if you can do it through knowledge and he eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil yeah right and so what is happening now now they're saying we can be like god you've all know harari we can be like god and we can do it through knowledge through technology e and um, and the, so the same lie, and it, and then you go, well, what are the other things that branched out of that? Well, we see all these other restrictions and other spirit that comes with it. It's the identifiable spirit of Satan. You know, he is a person, and he has a personality. And so you would expect whenever he's around, there'll be a certain personality to the world events. And when you look at the world events, when he's been at work, his name his character, you know, the Bible talks about your name is who you are, which has had me looking at the whole mark of the beast a little bit differently. I'm not denying there'll be some connection of the 666 and the literal name, but I've been looking at it, Greg recently going, who he is, who is Satan? Remember, Jesus said, in my name, pray, that means in my mm. character in that day, not yeah. just not just the number of his name, which the right. Lord's name is eight, yeah. get, but in the character of who he is. And so you start looking at that. the mark of the beast, I think, will not only be a physical number, which I think will be there, but I also think we're going to see a certain aura. A certain personality, a certain character to the name of the beast, to the mark of his name, if you will. And so that that personality, okay? And the same personality that Hitler took on in the days of World War II, Greg, that same personality, it's almost like Satan stepped in the room of the World Economic Forum of this whole UN, of what's happening in the world governments, and now you're seeing this aroma of the enemy. Hey, meat's bad. Be vegetarian. Hey, but limits on other things. Talking about genetics. Talking about marriage. I mean, there's so much going on here. Like I said, we'll get into more next week and have yeah. some articles so we can throw them out there for our people to grab onto. But it, it's a great point you made. And I think, Greg, there's a great, it's a personality. The enemy is revealing himself.
0: Yeah. And and, and more so than any other time that we've been even doing this show. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, we kind of came in the, in the in between. You had yeah. Hitler, right?
0: Right. God pushed
1: him back. Yeah. And now we were kind of in that back, that back push. Yeah. Now, suddenly, God's allowing them to move again in that same spirit saying, Now let me take over. Now let me try. Now I'm going to yeah. do it again. And now we're watching
0: it. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, since we've been doing this show since 2007. Prior to that, there was no really official relations or, or you know, any kind of involvement between the countries of Russia and Iran. Yeah. And it wasn't, right. and it wasn't until. It's recent years. The recent yeah, years. The official really first in the last 20 was. years. Yeah. yeah. That. That they've even, you know, gotten together officially in any kind of accord or way. And now look where it's developed.
1: I had somebody earlier in the ministry who's a military person really kind of mocking me because I said that Iran and Russia were going to team up. He mocked mm. me. He said, they'll, Interesting. They'll, he said, look, I'm from the military. I know how the world's working militarily. That will never happen. And I just looked at him and I said, well, you may have more worldly wisdom right now than I do about the military. I said, but I know the word of God. It is going to happen. Yeah. And so he kind of smirked at me.
0: Yeah. I wonder. He, wonder I, I wonder what he's thinking now. He's not now. smirking today. Yeah, guaranteed. Why? Wow.
1: Because here's the bottom line. The Bible says, "Let God be true, and every man a liar." Yeah. And, and, and God's word is not going to fail. So you can stand firmly on what it says, even if it's not lined up right now. I remember I was reading Greg recently. Guys that were made fun of back in the early 1900s and late 1800s. One guy, very famous commentator, saying, "Look, I don't know how it's going to happen, but Israel has to become a nation again." Or we can't end this thing. Yeah. And people mocked him. No, just write that off. That The church is Israel now. Israel is no oh, longer right. Israel. And they wrote it off in this new Reformation theology. Right. And he said, no, guys, I'm telling you, you're wrong. The Bible's very clear. It's not going to be church taking the place of Israel. Israel will be Israel,
0: and they're going to be reborn. And look, today, he's the one smiling in the kingdom. You know what's interesting, Pastor Mark? You just mentioned that. I'm wondering if the church, the church kind of hit me as Sarah for a minute. You know, God gave Abraham a promise that he was going to give him and Sarah a child, and this child was going to be used in great ways, all the prophecies that are contained there that he shared. Well, you know, Sarah looked at her condition and the situation, and she laughed, and she decided to take, you know, measures into her own hands to basically help God out or yeah. fulfill or come up with the answer yeah and of course that was disastrous and i can't help but wonder if the church in its impatience that knowing that the word of god said this but yet it wasn't happening came up with this theology yeah that the church is israel oh it is that is why they
1: did it. Okay, They, they have two reasons. Okay, two reasons, Greg, to, to look back a little bit church history. Number one, the fact that they rejected their Messiah, and then Israel was taken away. They said, well, that means the church has now replaced them. Now we take all those things, because what do you do with all the Bible that talks about Israel? What do you do with it? You can't just throw it away. So the church must be, in quotes, Israel. Then, of course, it was, and the reason being, it developed right into that teaching Um, you know what, we are now the church, the church is Israel, because God dealt with them, they're not around anymore. But those who took the Bible literally, and stood on the Word of God, said, look, I can't tell you when it's going to happen, I can't tell you how, but it's going to happen. And here's the thing, God even kind of mocks the mockers and and, and said this, can a nation be born in a day, day? and they were, in literally a day, David Ben-Gurion stood up and said, Israel is now reborn, and the world freaked out, and God's word came true, and every man's a liar, and God's word, listen guys, always believe God's word, always believe it literally, you'll always stand in the right place, you'll always be proven proven to be true, Israel has not been replaced by the church, No, the church is the church, Israel, Israel is Israel, Israel. <laughs> and we're watching God fulfill everything he said he would do thousands of years ago. It's beautiful. Yes. I love it.
0: These are the Signs of the Times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, July 22nd, 2022 on WIAM LP Knoxville. This is our weekly broadcast that will turn into podcast number 225 Ooh. later today, Whoa, magically. There it
1: was. It turned yes. into it
0: just magically. It will we'll speak it into existence. Magically delicious. Yes. And that too. It is magically, magically delicious. delicious. Yes, it is. All right, names. we've got mail. We love mail. <laughs> we love our listeners. <laughs> we do, and we love questions. And this one is from. Uh, this is from Amy, who enjoys yes. Signs of the Times in North Carolina, and she's got some family woes. It's so glad
1: you're joining us, Amy. Just want to say that. But anyway, yeah. go ahead, Greg.
0: Yep, yeah. and uh, and Amy, uh, uh, we we took your uh, we took your uh, what you shared with us, and we just kind of. Uh, um Distilled it down a little bit here. Uh, With the overturning of Roe versus Wade school shootings and the sexualization and transgender push in schools, people are taking bold stands on social media. Specifically, my unsafe family members say or post things on social media that are clearly directed at Christians and their beliefs, and the enemy is using this to pull us apart. I have witnessed to them and shared the gospel so they know where I stand. They are openly antagonistic toward me regarding these issues, and I can feel myself pulling away from them and hardening my heart. I don't want to be in sin with this. I have started praying for forgiveness and for God to guide me and help me. These are my parents and siblings, and I love them, and I know they love me, but how can I honor my parents in these relationships when I have lost respect for them, Yeah. especially when we agreed not to talk about these things but they always bring it up.
1: Yeah, this is so multifaceted. And Greg, you wrote down some great points about this. I, I don't mean to steal your thunder. I'm going to steal no, part no, of your thunder. No, you, no, you answer, Well, I've got please. several things I want to mention. But the first thing is a point you brought up before we started. And that was really, you know, first thing, Amy, let me say this. You want to guard your heart. The Bible says from the heart spring the issues of life. And if you allow your heart to get hard and bitter, then everything else becomes hard and bitter. So I would just go to the Lord and say, God, please give me your heart. Help me not to be bitter of those that are mocking and rejecting and whatever. And then Greg brought up a great point that I want to first share with you, Amy, and get into some of this. And that is, look how Jesus dealt with it on the cross. You had these people that were mocking and abusing and spitting and pulling out his beard and whipping him, nailing him to wood. He's there hanging in this most horrible situation. They're still just abusing him. And he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. And I would sum this up about your parents and your family. If you can grasp in your mind They know not what they're doing. And you must say, but they do know. They know what the Bible says. And they know that. Okay. Here's what I mean. It's not that they can't understand or hear what the Bible says. They can't really understand and grasp it from a spiritual point of view because they're blind spiritually. They don't know God. Their eyes are not opened. So you've got to first of all realize I'm dealing with someone here that may be treating me horrible, but they really can't see what I see. And because they can't see what I see, um, they're doing all this so I can show them grace. And I would say, God, help me now to show them grace because they don't have understanding and they can't see. Help me, Lord, to be able to have a soft heart and to be able to have your heart hanging on the cross. Again, this is supernatural. There's there's no way this can be done other than by God and by his spirit. So you've got to ask God to help you do it and then realize Jesus did it before you did. He's gone before you. And so you say, well, that's Jesus. Yes, but he became fully a man and he only allowed what we have available to us to operate. So you have the same availability of the Holy Spirit to have that strength and to do that. So that would be the first point I would bring up. And then I want to point out some other scriptures to give you further understanding, which may help you in dealing with this. You know, Jesus, his own family rejected him. As well. Now, if God in human form, and by the way, is love incarnate, if his own family could hate him, don't be surprised if your family, when you're not love incarnate, you have love incarnate in you, but you're not love incarnate like he was, um, and you're not perfect like he was. If they did that to him, don't be surprised that they're going to do that to you. So you'll never be greater than Jesus. And even Jesus couldn't get everybody to love him or not mock him. And yet he still loved them because he knew they didn't know what they were doing. They don't have the spiritual insight now. So that's number. That's number two. Number three is the Bible says that when we give our life to the Lord, we're going to be divided from our family. Uh, Jesus said, don't think that I came to bring peace I came to bring a sword, dividing father from mother, child from, you know, father and just family members. Now understand, it doesn't mean that God wants us to be divided. That's not the goal. What he's saying is it is just a consequence because if you follow me and they choose darkness, There's going to be a sword dividing and that sword is guess what the word of God the Bible says that God's word it refers to God's word as the sword it's our sword. So a sword divides what divides father from daughter you know all these family members the word of God. So when you share the word of God if they don't choose the light and God's word they're going to be divided you're going to be divided. Since they're blind, they're going to be mocking. All those things are going to happen. So that would be the third point I would make. And the fourth and last point, and I'll see if Greg has something else because he had some great points as well. Uh, the fourth and last point is this. After you've shared the gospel and truth with them um, and you've prayed for your heart to be protected, you know, stop sharing. And now not let me sound radical to some of you. I'm not saying stop sharing until God tells you, but here's what the word of God says. I believe we all need to share even with mockers at least once. But Jesus said this, don't throw pearls to swine. And the point is this, it's not that he's calling people pigs. He's using a picture analogy so you get the point. A pig lives in the mud and they enjoy the mud and the mud's all they know. Well, you don't want to walk up to a pig and take valuable pearls and hang them around its neck and say, wow, what a beautiful pig. Even if you wash the pig off and hang the pearls on there while it's clean, give it Put it back out in the, in, in the barnyard and give it 10 minutes. It'll be mud all over it. And what you're doing, here's what he's saying. You're taking something very valuable, my word, the pearls of my word, and you're putting them on a creature that totally can't comprehend, totally doesn't appreciate, will simply stomp on them, make them have no respect or regard for them. So therefore, because my word is so valuable, stop stop sharing it with them just back away don't waste my word on them anymore and let me by the holy spirit work in their heart as you pray for them
0: yeah Uh, you know amy you really can't make earthly sense out of a spiritual battle yeah that's the bottom line and when you think about maybe your family knows the word of god to some extent remember too that the religious leaders the sadducees and pharisees uh, that were uh, you know falsely accusing and crucifying Jesus, they understood the Word of God they right. knew here that 's why it 's so important to understand when you look at Jesus in the Gospels and his anger toward the religious leaders was because they knew better right. they knew the Word of God, they knew it was prophesied that that the the redeemer was coming, and it was he. And they refuse to acknowledge that, or acknowledge the Redeemer before the people, because they themselves would lose the power that they so lusted after. So when you see those things happening, it's you know it, it's a spiritual battle, um, and even though they might have knowledge or understanding, it, it they're still blinded. And remember, even I think Jesus even said this too: that they're they're going to hate you because they hate me. Yeah. This is really about the Lord. It is. We're nothing more than just conduits. We're references. We're supposed to be examples. You know, if we're exhibiting, you know, the love of Jesus and they hate us for it, that's because they hate Jesus. There there you go. It's not about us.
1: See, Greg, what a great way to put a capper on this. And I'll just say that's exactly right. Remember, Amy, you didn't come up with this. This isn't your word they're rejecting, these aren't your ideas they're mocking. You're simply sharing the word of God and the evidence. It is Jesus they're mocking. It is Jesus they're rejecting. You are simply the spokeswoman for God. So because of that, ask God to help you not to take it personally it is you. It is him they're attacking and him to guard your heart because, again, you don't want bitterness and anger to set in. Father, forgive them. They know not what they
0: do. Yeah. And, Amy, you are not alone. Uh, there are uh, too many people to count that are in the same position that you're in. So it was yeah. a great thing that you sent us because i know there's a lot of our listeners that are dealing with those very same familial issues that's right as well so that's right. thank you for that yes all right let's continue with our program and look at some pestilence plagues disasters and corruption the smorgasbord ...that only the Grinch could love. This is from CNN. More than 100 million in the U.S. face excessive uh, warning or heat advisories as a dangerous heat wave continues in our nation. Yes, heat alerts... Or, or really around the world.
1: That's right. Heat alerts cover more than 20 states today and Wednesday across the southern plains and part of the northwest, and temperatures will soar above the century mark for 60 million people over the next week. And while similar heat wave is bringing an all-time record... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, and while... At the same time, this is bringing all-time record temperatures to Western Europe. Dangerous heat will continue to impact a large portion of the U.S. this week, uh, with now more than 100 million people under excessive heat warnings and heat advisories. Now, I guess it's not like we haven't been hot before, but anyway, I have a couple of comments on this. To, a little more I want to read on this. It means sure. one-third of the U.S. population is under the heat advisory, more than 80% of the U.S. population. It's the first time in our network's history, dating back to the mid-1990s, uh, to have 120 sites hit the market the same day. Uh, before today, we had two days with all sites hitting 100 degrees or higher. Uh, that was back in uh, 2011. A tweet from the Project Red. Now, a couple of comments I want to make on this. Um, first of all, very obviously, this is going to be used. The timing of releasing this—I'm not saying it isn't real—but this is going to be used to push the whole climate agenda, which just this week President Biden came out and said we're going to do these yeah. uh, executive orders for climate stuff, right. or whatever. Now, so I'm not—I'm reject, not rejecting the fact that really is—it really is hot in these areas. I'm saying it's certainly going to be used politically. Number one. But secondly, let's look back at the scripture again, because what does the Bible say in Romans 8.22? The Bible tells us that the earth groans, and the earth will be groaning again in the last days, so you're going to see environmental groaning because it's waiting for the birth of the new kingdom, Jesus Christ. The earth is basically saying, I'm out of here I I don't want this anymore we want to go back to the way it was in the garden we've put up with this for 6,000 years we're not putting up with it anymore Lord come back and so the earth's going get me out of here and that's what we're doing so that's what we see happening uh, prophetically
0: it's the earth's way of saying Maranatha which is another saying come Lord Jesus that's the earth's way of saying come on back Lord it really is
1: even even the earth you know, we're groaning the earth groans everybody's groaning and so it's part of it so we're going to see more and I want to just encourage our listeners you're going to see more bizarre environmental things it doesn't mean that we need to save the planet as mankind we can't colossians jesus holds all things together by his power and glory but it's it's that the lord's allowing these things because it's the process of the birth pangs of the birth of the new kingdom and the earth growing to get it back to the days that it was
0: with adam and eve in the garden you know pastor mark when you think about the environmental movement and and let's put aside being good stewards of the planet because biblically we're mandated to do that sure okay but to understand God's sovereignty and our responsibility is yeah. key. And you mentioned this, I think, even last week, you know, God's responsible for holding the molecules together and the, right. and the atmosphere and all the things. And, and the more we learn about the human body and science and things like that, it's even more amazing. Yeah, But for people to think that it's A, their job to save the planet, and yeah. B, that they have the power to globally save the planet from an environmental standpoint, yeah. is, is the pinnacle of where ignorance and arrogance yeah. collide. Great
1: point. You're exactly right. It is ignorance and it is arrogance. We cannot change the environment. I mean, they're even saying now, Greg, if we did away with all gas and oil, which they're trying to do, yeah. that it wouldn't really, you wouldn't notice a change at all in, in the environmental temperatures and all. I mean, but they, we still have to do it because we have to do something. Because we're all going to die, whatever. It's like, I I just look at it and go, it it is the epitome of arrogance. God is the one who says, I will control the environment. I'll control the world. He created this for us. He's going to keep us alive. Um, And again, again, basic good stewardship. Don't litter. Don't do things stupid. Don't pollute. I get it. But the earth is a very delicately ba- uh, balanced, you know, um, um, creation, yeah. Yeah. and when you start messing with it, yeah. you know, we talked this week about Klaus Schwab and yeah. the World Economic Forum wanting to shoot these kind of bubbles up the atmosphere to block out the rays of the sun. Greg, <laughs> if, if if the world ever uh. chose to do something so foolish, yeah. who knows what kind of Arctic world it would plunge us into and how many people, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Leave it alone. Let God control the environment. Um the lord's this is simply a tool that's being used by satan in the last days to bring the world together as one for what we've been talking about this global government this global world and what it's doing is it's giving a cause for the entire world to come together number one and secondly greg it makes me feel like i could do something yes i'm involved in this i'm saving the planet no you're not you're not and this is ridiculous the bible says God gave us all these things richly to enjoy, trying to do away with meat and cattle because they're passing gas and it's hurting the environment. Listen, the Bible says God gave us all these things. The Bible told Peter, rise, Peter, kill and eat. What I've called clean is not unclean. It says he's given us these things. Um, you know, it's amazing the ignorance of man, but again, Greg, it shows the lack of the knowledge of the word of God. And it shows the lack of trust that God is in control
0: of all these things. We should probably, maybe at some point in the show, bring in some uh, articles regarding plastic recycling and yeah, the abject I mean, failure that that's been well, I, uh, because of man. Well, let's veer off just for yeah, a second, sure. and
1: Greg, in the whole battery-powered cars. We now know that battery-powered cars do more damage than gas-powered cars. This came out just the last two weeks. The studies have shown it does way more carbon damage. Now, what are we going to do now? Everybody's pushing it. Are we going to say, whoa, what do we do now? Everybody's just kind of sitting there quiet for a minute. The the mainstream media has not even talked about this yet. But what they're saying is the creation of the electric cars is doing much more damage to the environment than simply using gas and oil. Mm. So are we going to go back to gas and oil to save the planet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Seriously. And by the way, you know, again, I, I think about what like, goes you know, around comes around. Well, we right? look at the transportation secretary, Buttigieg, saying, saying, you know, well, we need to all buy one and whatever. First of all, just ignoring the fact that the average electric car is in the $60,000. Oh, range. my word. It's Who not even afford affordable. It? Well, get this. You're finding a lot of them that are, that are used now for sale and people are buying them at a great price. Uh, somebody found one. They were so excited. They found a use of them for $12,000. This was in, I can think, Fox News this oh, last wow. week. They were all excited. The battery went dead. You know what it cost to replace a battery in that particular car? $14,000. The battery replacement was $2,000 more than the original battery and what they paid for the car. So the point is, not only can you not buy it if you don't have the money, if you have to replace the battery, you've got an amazing amount of upkeep to keep it running. And lastly, it does now, we know scientifically, which they love to tout, yeah. more damage than gas and oil cars do. I mean, I don't, I wonder what's going to happen with this. You're just not hearing it's out there. The information, this is on mainline. I mean, this is not, go Google it. You'll find the articles are out there, but you don't hear it on Fox News or, or CNN or I don't know why they're not talking about it. But I'm going, it's almost like we did all this. I was going, uh, uh, now what? Yeah. But I think they're going to keep pushing that direction because remember, Greg, it's being used to unify the world for a goal. There is no – the climate problem is easily handled by our God. There's yeah. no reason for us to panic, and um, and we're doing more damage
0: than good by all the things we're doing. Well, the other thing, too, is that electricity is controlled by government re- regulators, and it's, a, it's, it's government institutions, utilities, uh, that control that, where uh, gas comes from uh, private oil companies. So right. that's, that's another thing to think about, but for another day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's get into some crazy science. Yes, right out of the science. Johnson. Science <laughs> reminds me of a song, but it I does, won't reference it. Okay, there you go. I, I shouldn't have done that. The, yes, the I, memories you want to get rid of. I, well, you listen. Ever since I saw this thing, I haven't been able to get rid of that song out of uh, my head. Yeah, there it is. Anyway, so there we go. All right. So no, nobody else can. Nobody else can. If they don't know. Beckers Hospital Review dot com is reporting that a Mount Sinai physician has inserted a brain to computer yeah. interface chip into a US patient. Yeah. And we've talked about chips before, but this brings in a whole different level of chip use. This isn't about opening doors yeah. or getting you know, candy out of a vending machine.
1: That's right. This is huge. It's, you know, they think they're a bag of chips and all that. And they are the patient who has ALS is the first to sign up for Synchron's FDA approved clinical trial at Mount Sinai targeting patients with paralysis. Now there's good and bad to everything. Well, I want to talk about that for a moment as well. The patient has the company's strenthrode implanted into their motor cortex, where it will translate brain activity into a digital information With the end goal of allowing the patient to control digital devices without their physical movement. The surgery makes the patient the first in the U.S. to receive the treatment. Four patients in Australia have already been fitted with Synchron's device and were able to message on WhatsApp and shop online. So, look, you can't walk around, but you can spend your money and, and go in debt. Uh, <laughs> this surgery was special because of its implications and huge potential, said Sharam Maji, Majidi, MD, who inserted the device. Now, well, again, there's so much we could talk about here. Number one, first of all, good and bad to everything. The good about yeah. this, the good about this is, this really could be amazing. They're, now they're talking about being able to implant these chips and For example, they give you a a, a fake arm that's computerized, fake legs, you can't walk, maybe even fake eyes at some point if there's a way they can reconnect them, and and you'll be able to literally to use your body like the bionic man. You know, back when I was a kid, they had this show, The Bionic Man, The Bionic Woman, and you'll be able to live a life again and even be, I mean, imagine imagine having an arm that's electronic that you can control with your brain that would work like a regular hand. It wouldn't be the same, but still, think of the strength you'd have. Honey, can you open this? Yeah, I could crush it. Bring it here, you know I mean? So the, the potential for this is fantastic and wonderful. But like everything else, this can be used for evil. And again, it's an, this is an introductory door to something where the world goes, this is a good thing, let's all accept it. But then once you open that door, now it can be used for evil, which again leads us to Revelation chapter 13 and the mark of the beast. Um, and where it's going to be used, this kind of technology, Greg, is going to be used, uh, by this, uh, by the Antichrist in in evil ways keeping up with mankind controlling mankind we talked about transhumanism part man part machine um and that stuff's going to be happening and so Again, they're already talking about it now, and and you know we talked you know with uh, Elon Musk. I don't know if we talked about this on the air, Greg, or off the air, but I mentioned about Elon Musk and this Neuralink and getting yes, a snapshot. We talked about this before. Did we last week on the air?
0: No, just in general. We
1: well, have well just our listeners, Elon Musk, and they said, hey, what about your brain? Can you get a like a snapshot, like a, like a, like you save your computer? Can you put you back it up? Can you do that to your brain? He said yes. He said, now you can put it somewhere else. It won't be you, but it's a recording, a snapshot. It's a backup of your brain. And he said, you can literally upload it to the cloud, and there your brain is in the cloud. And, and the guy asked him, So, have have you done this? And he said, Yes. I have uploaded, he said, I've 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 taken I backed up my brain, I put it in the cloud, and the guy said, Do you think someday you'll already you could maybe actually talk to yourself in the cloud? He said, I'm already doing it. <laughs> Now I don't know what kind I don't of conversation know how true that is. Honestly, he said he is. Yeah, we'll he claims see. he's talking to himself in the cloud by the snapshot he br- he saved of his own brain. Now, how did he get that snapshot? Is yeah. my question because he would almost have to have neuralinked himself. Yeah, maybe he did. I don't know. But Greg, I don't see any benefit to him just lying about that. Yeah. I think that'd be too easy to prove, and be- he'd be mocked. So again, the bottom line is. Well, and
0: we're going to talk about in the next week or a couple of weeks about quantum computers and quantum physics too, yes. because I, I think that's really going to be the bridge that makes that happen.
1: It really is, and and it's it's just amazing to watch what's taking place because we talk about the I've talked about the image before and saying that it could be a representation of the Antichrist on the Temple Mount. And Greg, if this image literally could have a snapshot or download of his brain, and it wouldn't be him, but if they really could do that with that with putting it in there, some kind of electronic thing. He could speak for him. He could use the algorithms to make the decisions yeah. that need to be made. I mean, there's so much there that's like yeah, you know. That,
0: and that's the part that I don't understand because scripturally, you know, we see that the Antichrist is going to suffer a false death yeah, and rise, no doubt, on the third day. Right. And it said the Bible says, what, his arm and his eye?
1: Yeah, it's going to be um, uh, his right arm and his right eye. His right arm will go blind, his right arm will be paralyzed or okay. crippled or whatever
0: but we think at that wouldn't point wouldn't that be something we think at that point when he stands up in the in the temple mount declares himself god and everyone has to worship me right. we believe at that point the the physical body of what they've known as the one world leader or will know as the one world leader is will really be inhabited by yeah. satan yeah. so that's why i'm trying to understand if satan's his whole goal is to get the glory is to be worshiped right. why would he allow a machine to be a part of that in that respect. Well,
1: now remember, it's it's not. Here's the thing. It says that he'll make all all small and great. That, you know, they'll have to worship the beast. It says, right. But it's really the one behind the beast. It's him. He'll yeah. be getting worship because everybody knows. But even even Greg, at this, you think about if he did something electronic with an arm or an eye. I mean, if he actually repaired himself or something. I mean, mm. Again, we talk about the transhumanism stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, they are going to be worshiping the beast. The I mean, the the image, even if they're going to be worshiping him, he's still going to be getting that worship in some form and fashion. Mm. How that's going to be exactly, yeah. uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But you're watching all this come together. And, I, and I'll, I'll share something with you. I heard one other prophecy guy that I really like share today. I don't know if I agree with this yet, but I'll share it for kicks, okay. all right? Um Because in the context of the toes, the iron and the clay, it's really, to me, a picture of these ten nations and them not agreeing. Some are going to want to go along, some are not. And I think that, to me, I still stand on that being the interpretation. But he brought up something very interesting. He didn't say it was. He just said this. He said, what if... What if that's a picture of this transhumanism, part man, part machine, this iron and clay coming together? Man's a clay, and God has put a spirit in clay in man, and now it's being joined to this, you know, whatever. I said, I don't know about that, but, it, you know, there are new possibilities opening up now because of all the new technology that are very, very
0: bizarre mm-hmm.
1: and very interesting so we'll see time will tell
0: maybe a dual prophecy in the sense it has more than one meaning well you wonder interesting
1: you wonder i don't know for sure what's going on but i mean i find it very very interesting
0: okay well if you've got clay in between your toes please take it out because yes, yes. it won't adhere well that's, right. that's
1: and, right and by the way clay would be very uncomfortable
0: yes it would you get him out of there yes let him breathe let him breathe. clay come on out of there <laughs> uh, all right how about some good news pastor mark we yes. could use some good news This is from Christian Headlines, South African Satanist Movement co-founder resigns following an encounter with the love of christ isn't that amazing yes, yes. He,
1: he you know people asked him he said at first he was just going to step out maybe and not say anything whatever but he got in a position where uh he feels he needs to speak about this and all and basically this guy was uh, very high up in the satanist movement uh the article greg goes on to say that he actually was offered a million dollars to remain in the movement somebody wanted to give him a million dollars because you know again it is something when you turn to god you get all these offers but he said you know what that's true no it's jesus christ i found the true love and he attributes it to these four individual christians that he. He said um, they just loved him he said no matter what he was like they knew what he was like they knew who he was they just loved him and because of that um, it turned his heart and he ended up and, and really he said jesus even appeared to him and or, or or in some form and fashion let him know that it was him whether spiritual whatever he said, i don't believe you're jesus prove it and he said he felt the same love come from that being they'd never felt before that came from those four christians he'd met and he said he realized Jesus is real. This is true. And he gave his life to Christ. Wow. And he now loves the Lord. Serving the Lord is turned away from, from demonism and all that. Again, it shows you the power of God. Look, no one is unreachable. And God will reach anyone out there. And if you're listening to this right now, maybe you've listened today. You got mad because how dare they say these things and whatever they're saying or whatever. Because of things we said with the Bible. But you felt the love of God touch your heart today. It's the same Jesus. He loves you. And if you'll simply turn to him as your Lord and cry out to him to save you, he will save you. And so there's that message of love that's there. What a great story when you read this. One thing to hear some athlete, you know, uh, proclaim the Lord or somebody got saved. When you see a, a Satanist, a major, in a major movement in a, in a country, um, you know, you see the power of God and, and that goes back to Amy's thing. Father, forgive them. They know yeah. not what they do. The Lord is going to go after all of us. And it depends on who responds. And who doesn't respond. And so I would encourage anyone listening today, if the Lord is going after you, respond yeah. because he loves you and praise the Lord that we have a brother in the, in the kingdom now that was one that was a fighting heart against the kingdom and shows yeah. the power and love of our God.
0: Amen. Don't resist the love of the Lord. Amen. Uh, kudos to Abby in the booth. She got our video working again today. So Good we appreciate her. that for those people that want to see how the sausage is made. Uh, we don't know why, but you do anyway. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening. Don't forget our website, thewaymedia.net, and don't forget next Friday to come back as we discuss more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM.